Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. When when swimmers think about dry land, maybe you guys are in a dry land program now. Maybe you're th- thinking about getting into one. But the biggest thing that I always see is that swimmers tend to be doing a lot of volume in their dry land or it's not heavy enough. And usually those two things kind of go hand in hand. Uh, maybe you've only got access to 10 pound medicine balls at your at your pool. And so you're just doing it all on the deck and that's fine. Um, but I, I always try to stress that the importance of a dryland program is obviously we want to make you faster and stronger, but we do not want to cause a hypertrophy effect for, for most people. There are some kids that were like, Hey, you need to get bigger. Um, you know, I, I was one of those kids when I was swimming in high school, uh, I was about six to 150 pounds. So Uh, I gained about 50 pounds in college just through weight training and growing up, but I know the value of, of putting on some muscle mass, but we also want to focus on making the current muscle mass that you have as efficient as possible. And what I mean by that is we don't necessarily want you to put on 20, 30 pounds worth of muscle if you can't really use it effectively. And so what we really focus on at Streamline is creating a program that not only matches your volume and intensity in the pool and obviously your taper meet schedule, but uh, it's it's more about building more capacity with what you already have. And so a lot of times it looks like, you know, several weeks of some foundational strength work where we're uh, going through a couple different movement patterns that may or may not be new to you really making sure the mechanics are good. And then we're getting into uh, the biggest block is really kind of your your bulk strength work there. And so what a strength program should look like, I think for swimmers um, is, is not a ton of reps. We're looking for something where you can have a true expression of strength, whether that be a squat, a push-up, or um, yeah, pull-ups, whatever it is we want to use those movement patterns and load them up no more than like five, six reps. Okay. Um, and sometimes when we coach people, it's like, wow, I got done with that workout and, uh, I feel like I've got more in the tank. That's great because something that we always stress with people, uh, and you'll hear uh, Keenan Robinson stress it a lot with people too, with their dryland program is you're not a bodybuilder. We, we want to move weight and we want to move heavy weight, but we definitely don't need you to um, train like a bodybuilder. So your priority should be swimming and swimming first. Everything that goes on in the weight room or a dryland program should only facilitate what you do in the pool. It should never take away. And so, yes, you might get sore sometimes from doing some of the workouts and things like that, but um, we don't want to ever leave a gym session feeling like you just maxed out. Um, because that creates, uh, an environment for you to get hurt more easily in the pool. And it creates a lot of burnout as well. 
there's kind of a, an interesting stat and uh, I may be butchering it from Keenan a little bit, but there, there's a large number of kids that drop out of the sport due to injury. And, and we see it on the junior national level going up to uh, the national team. There's given, uh, uh, kind of depends on the year, but anywhere from a 40% to sometimes an 80% attrition rate in those athletes. And it, and that's part of the reason why we're going up to the, uh, to Colorado Springs this week is to, to make sure that our junior national kids are, are, you know, taking care of what they need to from a strength, mobility and stability standpoint to stay healthy. And, um, when we think about strength, we want to think about a pure expression of strength. And uh, a lot of times that comes in the form of heavy weights and lower reps. Uh, you can still break that up into more sets if you want, depending on the time of the year. So pure expression of strength. We also want to think about motor control. And so when I say that to people, a lot of people don't know what that means. Totally fine. That's a PT term. Um, motor control is essentially how you are moving within the movement pattern. So are you going to be more quad dominant or knee dominant in a squat? Or are you going to be uh, um, a little bit more of a posterior chain dominant lifter? When we think about that in the pool, we think about motor control in terms of uh, anytime that we're doing stroke technique stuff, like how well can we really get a sense and a feel for you know, we'll use your rotation as an example. When you're, when you're going into the water, how much are we rotating? How much can you control that? And how much leverage can you get on the water in that position? So it's your ability to really tweak the movement pattern to get to the end result. And so uh, we want to think about muscle patterning and things like that. And that's really where some of what I do as a therapist blends in really nicely with a strength program, because a lot of times we'll start with kind of some, we call it prehab, but um, it's, you know, some shoulder work, some motor control work, really laying the foundations of what moving well looks like so that you can take that right into your workout. And when we do that, we, we basically create this environment for your body to start to move things heavier and faster in a good movement pattern. And so really when we look at what a dryland program looks like just in this, a single session, we think maybe there's some mobility dynamic warm up, but then we're into this activation and motor control, maybe some uh, movement pattern prep, and then we go into our general loading. And so general loading stuff is always gonna be either a push, a pull, a um, squat, a hinge, or a carry. And we really like carries, and I think it's something that gets kind of overlooked as well. If you think about like carrying the grocery bags in, uh, really heavy grocery bags, I just did it, uh, did a big Costco run today. But carrying heavy grocery bags in, and you have to stabilize your core, and you have to move with it as a unit forward without that stuff shaking you around too much. And when we think about swimmers in the water, your only stability point is your core. It's not like when you're throwing a baseball, you can leverage from your hip down to your foot and, and create power that way. Like your core needs to be connected to your shoulder and your hip all the way down to your foot. And so 
it really works a lot differently for swimmers to be able to control that kind of side to side motion. And if you ever watch underwater footage of people, a lot of times people are swimming kind of like an eel rather than getting this nice, uh, I call it staying in the cylinder, uh, this nice rotation just straight forward. And so carries, we can really manipulate carries to not only bias the core in that sense, but um, really train a lot of overhead stability with athletes, um, a lot of rotator cuff strength. And, uh, and, and quite honestly, it's really challenging sometimes if we load people up in these different positions. Uh, and that novel stimulus kind of lends itself to create a nice adaptation response too. What, what I tend to tell patients a lot of times is um, most people have a backpack. We can throw whatever you want in that backpack. Um, it, it doesn't need to be like bricks, but um, you know, we, we're looking for something that is causing you a challenge to control how your body's moving. So for depending on the age of the person or their overall strength level, that might just be like 20 or 30 pounds. Um, but if you're talking about like a college athlete, we're probably hoping that they're moving something in like the 50 to 70 pound range. Um, and I think that you can really just be creative with it. There's not a right, a, a, you know, your body doesn't know if you're holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell or a backpack or, you know, a gallon of water. Uh, it's, it's just weight at the end of the day. Although that brings up an interesting point. Sometimes I will have people use water bottles uh, for shoulder stability stuff instead of like a dumbbell or uh, a gallon of water for um, different overhead stability things where you're actually holding the handle only because that sloshing effect is a really nice external perturbation for the shoulder to kind of respond. Uh, and, and so sometimes if there's like swim coaches on here uh, and you're thinking about how can I implement this with my kids, uh, get some gallons of water. And even if they're doing uh, stuff that they would normally be doing with uh, for core work, um, with a medicine ball, they can now do that with the water. And there's this external perturbation moment that uh, forces kids to really have to figure out how to stabilize against that movement really, really well. And the nice thing about the gallon jug is if it's too heavy, you just dump some of it out, right? And so um, it's really modifiable for any strength level, but you, the more you dump it out, the more sloshing goes on. So you can kind of change the stimulus a little bit too. Um, other things that we'll have people do with that would be, you know, even just marching, holding that straight up overhead or doing, if you guys are familiar with a move called the Turkish getup, it's another great overhead stability movement that works your core, your legs, cardiovascularly, it gets really taxing as well if you're doing that for, for um, several reps. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty versatile obviously cheap piece of equipment that you can get and kind of scalable as well with your team.